We want to hear from you. Help us determine which books to read on the Sleepy Bookshelf by voting on our website, sleepybookshelf.com. Good evening, and welcome to the Sleepy Bookshelf, where we put down our worries from the day and pick up a good book. I'm your host, Elizabeth. I'm so pleased you chose to be here tonight. This evening, we'll be returning to Winnie the Pooh. But before we do, let's take a moment to relax. Place yourself barefoot on the grassy banks of a shallow stream. It is a warm day. You can hear birds singing in the trees and the trickling of water as it passes you by. You take a large leaf off a nearby tree and close your eyes. Mentally, place a thorn lingering in your mind onto that leaf. Now, carefully step into the stream. The water is cold at first. Take a deep breath in and place your leaf with your thought on it into the stream. And as you exhale, watch it gently float away from you. Last time, Piglet and Pooh were following a set of tracks around the six pine trees. Piglet got frightened in case they might actually meet some real-life woozles and ran home. Pooh looked up to find Christopher Robin sitting in a tree. He asked Pooh what he had been doing, and then Pooh realized that the tracks were his own footprints after all. In the next story, Pooh came across Eeyore near his home in the thistles and found him to be sadder than usual. He looked Eeyore over, only to find he was missing his tail. Determined to help, Pooh went to Owl first, as he was very wise. Owl was showing off his new bell pull he had found, lying in a bush to Pooh. When Pooh realized that the bell pull looked an awful lot like Eeyore's tail, Pooh took it to Eeyore, who was thrilled to be back to himself again. In the next story, Pooh and Piglet decided to catch a heffalump. They agreed that the best way would be to lay a trap, a very deep hole with something yummy inside that the heffalump would fall into. Pooh placed a rather empty jar of honey in there and they planned to meet up the next morning. But Pooh woke up hungry in the night and remembered the honeypot. He went to the pit, climbed in, but got his head stuck trying to lick the honey out of the bottom of the pot. Meanwhile, Piglet was anxious to catch a first glimpse of the heffalump and had come to the pit early. He heard the noise of Pooh banging about inside and got very scared. He fetched Christopher Robin, who discovered Pooh just as he managed to smash the jar open. Tonight we catch up with Eeyore again, on a day that should be a very happy one. So just try to relax as I turn to the next pages of Winnie the Pooh. Chapter 6 In which Eeyore has a birthday and gets two presents. Eeyore, the old grey donkey, stood by the side of the stream and looked at himself in the water. Pathetic, he said. That's what it is. 
pathetic. He turned and walked slowly down the stream for twenty yards, splashed across it, and walked slowly back on the other side. Then he looked at himself in the water again. As I thought, he said, No better from this side, but nobody minds. Nobody cares. Pathetic. That's what it is. There was a crackling noise in the bracken behind him, and out came Pooh. Good morning, Eeyore, said Pooh. Good morning, Pooh Bear, said Eeyore gloomily. If it is a good morning, he said, which I doubt. Why, what's the matter? Nothing, Pooh Bear, nothing. We can't all, and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. Can't all what? said Pooh, rubbing his nose. Cheerfulness, song and dance. Here we go round the mulberry bush. Oh, said Pooh. He thought for a long time and then asked, What mulberry bush is that? Bonhomie, went on Eeyore gloomily. French word meaning bonhomie, he explained. I'm not complaining, but there it is. Pooh sat down on a large stone and tried to think this out. It sounded to him like a riddle, and he was never much good at riddles, being a bear of very little brain. So he sang Cottleston Pie instead. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. A fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. Ask me a riddle, and I reply, Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. That was the first verse. When he had finished it, Eeyore didn't actually say that he didn't like it, so Pooh very kindly sang the second verse to him. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie A fish can't whistle, and neither can I. Ask me a riddle, and I reply, Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. Eeyore still said nothing at all, so Pooh hummed the third verse quietly to himself. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie Why does a chicken, I don't know why, ask me a riddle and I reply, Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. That's right, said Eeyore. Sing, umpty tiddly, umpty too. Here we go gathering nuts and may. Enjoy yourself. I am said Pooh. Some can, said Eeyore. Why, what's the matter? asked Pooh. Is anything the matter? You seem so sad, Eeyore. Sad? Why should I be sad? It's my birthday, the happiest day of the year. Your birthday? said Pooh in great surprise. Of course it is. Can't you see? Look at the presents I have had. He waved a foot from side to side. Look at the birthday cake. Candles and pink sugar. Pooh looked, first to the right, and then to the left. Presents, said Pooh. Birthday cake? Where? Can't you see them? No, said Pooh. Neither can I, said Eeyore. It's just a joke, he explained, 
ha ha. Pooh scratched his head, being a little puzzled by all this. But it is really your birthday? He asked. It is. Oh, well, many happy returns of the day, Eeyore. And many happy returns to you, Pooh Bear. But it isn't my birthday. No, it's mine. But you said many happy returns. Well, why not? You don't always want to be miserable on my birthday, do you? Oh, I see, said Pooh. It's bad enough, said Eeyore, almost breaking down. Being miserable myself, what with no presents, and no cake, and no candles, and no proper notice taken of me at all. But if everybody else is going to be miserable too, this was too much for Pooh. Stay there, he called to Eeyore as he turned and hurried back home as quick as he could, for he felt that he must get poor Eeyore present of some sort at once, and he could always think of a proper one afterwards. Outside his house, he found Piglet jumping up and down, trying to reach the knocker. Hello, Piglet, he said. Oh, hello, Pooh, said Piglet. What are you trying to do? I was trying to reach the knocker, said Piglet. I just came round. Well, let me do it for you, said Pooh kindly. So he reached up and knocked at the door. I have just seen Eeyore, he began. And poor Eeyore is in a very sad condition because it's his birthday and nobody has taken any notice of it. And he's very gloomy. You know how Eeyore is. And there he was. And oh dear, what a long time whoever lives here is answering this door. And he knocked again. But Pooh, said Piglet. It's your own house. Oh, said Pooh. So it is. Well, let's go in. So in they went. The first thing Pooh did was go to the cupboard to see if he had quite a small jar of honey left. And he had, so he took it down. I'm giving this to Eeyore, he explained, as a present. What are you going to give? Couldn't I give it too? Said Piglet. From both of us? No, said Pooh. That would not be a good plan. All right then. I'll give him a balloon. I've got one left from my party. I'll go and get it now, shall I? That, Piglet, is a very good idea. It is just what Eeyore wants to cheer him up. Nobody can be uncheered with a balloon. So off Piglet trotted, and in the other direction went Pooh with his jar of honey. It was a warm day, and he had a long way to go. He hadn't got more than halfway when a sort of funny feeling began to creep all over him. It began at the tip of his nose and trickled all through him and out at the soles of his feet. It was just as if somebody inside him was saying, Now then, Pooh, time for a little something. Dear, dear, said Pooh, I didn't know it was as late as that. So he sat down and took the top off his jar of honey. Lucky I brought this with me, he thought. Many a bear going out on a warm day like this would never have thought of bringing a little something with him. And he began to eat. 
Now, let me see, he thought as he took his last lick of the inside of the jar. Where was I going? Ah, yes, Eeyore. He got up slowly, and then suddenly he remembered he had eaten Eeyore's birthday present. Bother, said Pooh. What shall I do? I must give him something. For a little while, he couldn't think of anything. Then he thought, Well, it's a very nice pot, even if there's no honey in it. And if I washed it clean and got somebody to write a happy birthday on it, Eeyore could keep things in it, which might be useful. So... As he was just passing the hundred-acre wood, he went inside to call on Owl, who lived there. Good morning, Owl, he said. Good morning, Pooh, said Owl. Many happy returns of Eeyore's birthday, said Pooh. Oh, is that what it is? What are you giving him, Owl? What are you giving him, Pooh? I'm giving him a useful pot to keep things in. Is this it? said Owl, taking it out of Pooh's paw. Yes, and I wanted to ask you something. Somebody has been keeping honey in it, said Owl. You can keep anything in it, said Pooh earnestly. It's very useful like that. And I wanted to ask you, you ought to write a happy birthday on it, said Owl. That was just what I wanted to ask you, said Pooh, because my spelling is wobbly. It's good spelling, but it wobbles, and the letters get in the wrong places. Would you write a happy birthday on it for me? It's a nice pot, said Owl, looking at it all round. Couldn't I give it two, from both of us? No, said Pooh. That would not be a good plan. Now I'll just wash it first and then you can write on it. Well, he washed the pot out and dried it while Owl licked the end of his pencil and wondered how to spell birthday. Can you read, Pooh? He asked a little anxiously. There's a notice about knocking and ringing outside my door, which Christopher Robin wrote. Could you read it? Christopher Robin told me what it said, and then I could, said Pooh. Well, I'll tell you what it says, and then you'll be able to. So, Owl wrote, and this is what he wrote. Hippy, Pappy, Biff, Day. Pooh looked on admiringly. I'm just saying a happy birthday, said Owl carelessly. It's a nice long one, said Pooh very much impressed by it. Well, actually, of course, I'm saying a very happy birthday with love from Pooh. Naturally, it takes up a good deal of pencil to say a very long thing like that. Oh, I see, said Pooh. While all this was happening, Piglet had gone back to his own house to get Eeyore's balloon. He held it very tightly against himself so that it wouldn't blow away. And then he ran as fast as he could so as to get to Eeyore before Pooh did, for he thought that he would like to be the first one to give a present, just as if he had thought of it without being told by anybody. And running along and thinking how pleased Eeyore would be, He didn't look where he was going, and suddenly he put his 
foot in a rabbit hole and fell down flat on his face. Piglet lay there, wondering what had happened. At first, he thought that the whole world had blown up. Then he thought that perhaps only the forest part of it had. And then he thought that perhaps only he had, and he was now alone in the moon or somewhere, and would never see Christopher Robin or Pooh or Eeyore again. And then he thought, Well, even if I'm in the moon, I needn't be face downwards all the time. And so he got up cautiously and looked about him. He was still in the forest. Oh, that's funny, he thought. I wonder what that bang was. I couldn't have made such a noise just falling down. And where's my balloon? And what's that small piece of damp rag doing? It was the balloon. Oh dear, said Piglet. Oh dear, oh dearie, dearie, dear. Well, it's too late now. I can't go back, and I haven't got another balloon. Perhaps Eel doesn't like balloons so very much. So he trotted on, rather sadly now, and down he came to the side of the stream where Eeyore was and called out to him. Good morning, Eeyore, said Piglet. Good morning, little Piglet, said Eeyore. If it is a good morning, which I doubt, not that it matters. Many happy returns of the day said Piglet, having now got closer. Eeyore stopped looking at himself in the stream and turned to stare at Piglet. Just say that again, he said. Many happy... Piglet began. Wait a moment, said Eeyore. Balancing on three legs, he began to bring his fourth very closely to his ear. I did this yesterday, he explained as he fell down for the third time. It's quite easy. It's so as I can hear better. There, that's done it. Now then, what were you saying? He pushed his ear forward with his hoof. Many happy returns of the day, said Piglet again, meaning me. Of course, Eeyore. My birthday. Yes, said Piglet, me having a real birthday. Yes, Eeyore, and I have brought you a present. Eeyore took down his right hoof from his right ear turned round and with great difficulty put up his left hoof. I must have that in the other ear, he said. Now then. A present, said Piglet, meaning me again. Yes. My birthday still. Of course, you mean going on to have a real birthday? Yes, Eeyore, and I bought you a balloon. Balloon, said Eeyore. You did say balloon. One of those big colored things you blow up. Cheerfulness, song and dance. Here we are, and there we are. Yes, but I'm afraid I'm very sorry, Eeyore, but when I was running along to bring it to you, I fell down. Dear, dear, how unlucky. You ran too fast, I expect. You didn't hurt yourself, little piglet. No, but I... Eeyore, I burst the balloon. 
there was a very long silence. My balloon, said Eeyore at last. Piglet nodded. My birthday balloon. Yes, Eeyore, said Piglet, sniffing a little. Here it is, with many happy returns of the day. And he gave Eeyore the small piece of damp rag. Is this it? said Eeyore, a little surprised. Piglet nodded. My present. Piglet nodded again. The balloon. Yes. Thank you, Piglet, said Eeyore. You don't mind me asking, he went on. But what color was this balloon when it was a balloon? Red. I just wondered. Red, he murmured to himself. My favorite color. How big was it? About as big as me. I just wondered. About as big as Piglet, he said to himself sadly. My favorite size. Well, well. Piglet felt very miserable and didn't know what to say. He was still opening his mouth to begin something and then deciding it wasn't any good saying that when he heard a shout from the other side of the river and there was Pooh. Many happy returns of the day, called out Pooh, forgetting he had said it already. Thank you, Pooh. I'm having them, said Eeyore gloomily. I've brought you a little present, said Pooh excitedly. I've had it, said Eeyore. Pooh had now splashed across the stream to Eeyore, and Piglet was sitting a little way off, his head in his paws, snuffling to himself. It's a useful pot. Here it is, and it's got a very happy birthday with love from Pooh written on it. That's what all that writing is, and it's for putting things in. There. When Eeyore saw the pot, he became quite excited. Why, he said, I believe my balloon will just go into that pot. Oh no, Eeyore said Pooh. Balloons are much too big to go into pots. What do you do with a balloon is you hold the balloon. Not mine, said Eeyore proudly. Look, Piglet. And as Piglet looked sorrowfully round, Eeyore picked the balloon up with his teeth and placed it carefully in the pot, picking it out and putting it on the ground, and then picking it up again and put it carefully back. So it does, said Pooh. It goes in. So it does, said Piglet. And it comes out. Doesn't it, said Eeyore. It goes in and out like anything. I'm very glad, said Pooh happily that I thought of giving you a useful pot to put things in. I'm very glad, said Piglet happily, that I thought of giving you something to put in a useful pot. But he all wasn't listening. He was taking the balloon out and putting it back again, as happy as could be. And didn't I get him anything? asked Christopher Robin sadly. Of course you did, I said. You gave him, don't you remember, a little... I gave him a box of paints to paint things with, said Christopher Robin. That was it. Why didn't I give it to him in the morning? you were so busy getting his party ready for him. He had a cake 
with icing on the top and three candles and his name in pink sugar. Yes, I remember, said Christopher Robin. Chapter 7 In which Kanga and Baby Roo come to the forest and Piglet has a bath. Nobody seemed to know where they came from, but there they were in the forest, Kanga and Baby Roo. When Pooh asked Christopher Robin, How did they come here? Christopher Robin said, In the usual way, if you know what I mean, Pooh. And Pooh, who didn't, said, Oh, then nodded his head twice and said, In the usual way. Then he went to call upon his friend Piglet to see what he thought about it. And at Piglet's house, he found Rabbit. So they all talked about it together. What I don't like about it is this, said Rabbit. Here are we, you, Pooh, and you, Piglet, and me. And Eeyore, said Pooh, and Eeyore, and Owl, said Pooh, and Owl. Oh, and Eeyore, said Pooh, I was forgetting him. Here we are, said Rabbit very slowly and carefully, all of us. And then, suddenly, we wake up one morning, and what do we find? We find a strange animal among us, an animal whom we have never even heard before, an animal who carries her family about with her in her pocket. Suppose I carried my family about with me in my pocket. How many pockets should I want? Sixteen, said Piglet. Seventeen, isn't it? said Rabbit. And one more for a handkerchief. That's eighteen. Eighteen pockets in one suit. I haven't time. There was a long and thoughtful silence. And then Pooh who had been frowning very hard for some minutes, said, I make it fifteen. What? said Rabbit. Fifteen, said Pooh. Fifteen what? Your family, Pooh replied. What about them? asked Rabbit. Pooh rubbed his nose and said that he thought Rabbit had been talking about his family. Did I? said Rabbit carelessly. Oh, never mind, Pooh, said Piglet impatiently. Question is, what are we going to do about Kanga? said Rabbit. Oh, I see, said Pooh. The best way, said Rabbit, would be this. The best way would be to steal Baby Roo and hide him. And then, when Kanga says, where's baby Roo, we say, aha. Aha, said Pooh, practicing. Of course, he went on. We could say, aha, even if we hadn't stolen baby Roo. Pooh, said Rabbit kindly. You haven't any brain. I know, said Pooh humbly. We say aha so that Kanga knows that we know where baby Roo is. Aha means we'll tell you where baby Roo is if you promise to go away from the forest and never come back. Now don't talk while I think. Pooh went into a corner and tried saying, Aha, in that sort of voice. Sometimes it seemed to him that it did mean what Rabbit said, and sometimes it seemed to him that it didn't. I suppose it's just practice, he thought. 
I wonder if Kanga will have to practice too, so as to understand it. There's, there's just one thing, said Piglet, fidgeting a bit. I was talking to Christopher Robin, and he said that Kanga was generally regarded as one of the fiercer animals. I'm not frightened of fierce animals in the ordinary way, but it is well known that if one of the fiercer animals is deprived of its young, it becomes as fierce as two of the fiercer animals, in which case, aha, is perhaps a foolish thing to say. Piglet, said Rabbit, taking out a pencil and licking the end of it. You haven't any pluck. It's hard to be brave, said Piglet, sniffing slightly, when you're only a very small animal. Rabbit, who had begun to write very busily, looked up and said, It is because you are a very small animal that you will be useful in the adventure before us. Piglet was so excited at the idea of being useful that he forgot to be frightened anymore. And when Rabbit went on to say that Kangas were only fierce, during the winter months, being at other times of an affectionate disposition, he could hardly sit still. He was so eager to begin being useful at once. What about me? said Pooh sadly. I suppose I shan't be useful. Never mind, Pooh, said Piglet comfortingly. Another time, perhaps. Without Pooh, said Rabbit solemnly as he sharpened his pencil, this adventure would be impossible. Oh, said Piglet, and tried not to look disappointed. But Pooh went into a corner of the room and said proudly to himself, Impossible without me that sort of bear. Now listen, all of you, said Rabbit when he had finished writing, and Pooh and Piglet sat, listening very eagerly with their mouths open. This was what Rabbit read out. Plan to capture Baby Roo. Number one, general remarks. Kanga runs faster than any of us, even me. Number two, more general remarks. Kanga never takes her eye off Baby Roo, except when he's safely buttoned up in her pocket. Number three, therefore, if we are to capture Baby Roo, we must get a long start because Kanga runs faster than any of us, even me. See number one. Number four, a thought. If Roo had jumped out of Kanga's pocket and Piglet had jumped in, Kanga wouldn't know the difference because Piglet is a very small animal. Number five, like Roo. Number six, but Kanga would have to be looking the other way first so as to not see Piglet jumping in. Number seven, see number two. Number eight, another thought, but if Pooh was talking to her very excitedly, she might look the other way for a moment. Number nine, and then I could run away with Rue. Number 10, quickly. Number 11, and Kanga wouldn't discover the difference until afterwards. Well, Rabbit read this out proudly, and for a little while after he had read it, nobody said anything. And then Piglet, 
who had been opening and shutting his mouth without making any noise, managed to say very huskily, And afterwards? How do you mean? said Rabbit. When Kanga does discover the difference, then we all say, Aha! All three of us? asked Piglet. Yes, said Rabbit. Oh, why, what is the trouble, Piglet? Nothing, said Piglet. As long as we all three say it, as long as we all three say it, I don't mind. But I shouldn't care to say, aha, by myself. I wouldn't sound nearly so well. By the way, you are quite sure about what you said about the winter months? The winter months? asked Rabbit. Yes, only being fierce in the winter months. Oh, yes, yes, that's all right. Well, Pooh, you see what you have to do? No, said Pooh Bear. Not yet. What do I do? Well, you just have to talk very hard to Kanga so she doesn't notice anything. Oh, what about? Anything you like. You mean like telling her a little bit of poetry or something? That's it, said Rabbit. Splendid. Now, come along. So they all went out to look for Kanga. Kanga and Roo were spending a quiet afternoon in a sandy part of the forest. Baby Roo was practicing very small jumps in the sand and falling down mouse holes and climbing out of them. And Kanga was fidgeting about and saying, Just one more jump, dear, and then we must go home. And at that moment, who should come stumping up the hill but Pooh? Good afternoon, Kanga. Good afternoon, Pooh. Look at me jumping, squeaked Roo and fell into another mouse hole. Hello, Roo, my little fellow. We were just going home, said Kanga. Good afternoon, Rabbit. Good afternoon, Piglet. Rabbit and Piglet, who had now come up from the other side of the hill, said, Good afternoon, and hello, Roo. And Roo asked them to look at him jumping. So they stayed and looked, and Kanga looked too. Oh, Kanga said Pooh after Rabbit had winked at him twice. I don't know if you are interested in poetry at all. Hardly at all, said Kanga. Oh, said Pooh. Roo dear, just one more jump and then we must go home. There was a short silence while Roo fell down another mouse hole. On, said Rabbit in a loud whisper behind his paw. Talking of poetry, said Pooh, I made up a little piece as I was coming along. It went like this. Now, let me see. Fancy, said Kanga. Now, Roo, dear, you'll like this piece of poetry, said Rabbit. You'll love it, said Piglet. You must listen very carefully, said Rabbit. So as not to miss any of it, said Piglet. Oh, yes, said Kanga, but she still looked at Baby Roo. How did it go, Pooh? said Rabbit. Pooh began. Lines written by a bear of very little brain. On Monday, when the sun is hot, I wonder to myself a lot. Now is it true or is it not that what is which 
and which is what. On Tuesday, when it hails and snows, the feeling on me grows and grows, but hardly anybody knows if those are these or these are those. On Wednesday, when the sky is blue and I have nothing else to do, I sometimes wonder if it's true that who is what and what is who. On Thursday, when it starts to freeze and hoar frost twinkles on the trees, how very readily one sees that those are whose, but whose are these? On Friday, yes, it is, isn't it? said Kanga, not waiting to hear what happened on Friday. Just one more jump, Rue dear, and then we really must be going, said Kanga.